Good evening to each one of you. It's a blessing to be together, and I want to thank you for your prayers in regards to uh, this service and, and this message. Um, I don't think it's going to be a lengthy message, and maybe not that profound, but it, it blessed me, and I think it's in God's Word for a purpose. I titled the message, Jesus Took Time for Two of the Rest. If you turn in your Bibles to Luke 24, we have in verse 10, uh, the beginning of the chapter, uh, the ladies went to the tomb, and in verse 10 it identifies who they were. It says it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and the other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. Back up to verse 9, and it says, And returned, this is the ladies, they returned from the sepulcher and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It doesn't say who all the rest were, but you get over to verse 13, and it says, Behold, two of them. And so I would conclude that the them in verse 13 were part of the rest mentioned in verse 9. Now, in the beginning of Acts, when uh, the early church went about to replace Judas, it says there were 120 were together. Uh, Is that the same group as the rest here? I don't know, perhaps, I think that would be logical to conclude that. What were the other 120 doing for the last three days since Jesus was crucified? Um, Apparently God did not see the need to give us a window into their lives like he did these two. Maybe, maybe Jesus went to join them on their journey and they wouldn't talk to him. They wouldn't listen to him. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they did and it just didn't get recorded. That would certainly be possible. But somehow the Holy Spirit saw fit to give us a peek into the window of the lives of these two on the road to Emmaus. You know, they were not part of that inner circle you know, Peter, James, and John. Neither were they part of the eleven, but they were just two of the rest. They were downcast. They were discouraged. They were disappointed. They were disillusioned. And they were on a journey. They were going home. They had a terrible couple of days, and they were going home. Let's read. Luke 24, verse 13. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden, that they should not know him. And he said unto them, 
What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another, as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and having crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us in a made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them were with us, went to the sepulcher, and found it even as the women had said. But him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe, All that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening. And the day is far spent, and he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way? And while he opened to us the scriptures, and they rose up that same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. And said unto them, Peace be with you. But they were terrified and affrighted, and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wonder, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of honeycomb. And he took it and did eat it before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled 
which are written in the Law of Moses and in the Prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the Scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. We'll stop reading there. I think there's some things we can learn from from these two of the rest. They were sharing their hearts with one another. And I'm not sure what that went like, but maybe it went something like this. Cleopas may have started out and said, you know, he could not have been the Messiah. They took him captive. He was powerless in their hands. And then his friend or wife or whoever the other one was would say, but Cleopas, he had to be the Messiah. He calmed the wind and the waves. He fed the 5,000. He healed the blind and the lepers. He raised the dead to life. He even forgave sins. He had to be the Messiah. But my friend, Cleopas would reply, he died. You heard him say, it is finished. You saw his body go limp. You saw his head drop to his chest. You saw his blood flow out of his side. You saw them take his lifeless body from the cross and carry it to the tomb. And now he's already been in the tomb three days. But Cleopas, he's not in the tomb. Remember what the lady said. Remember what Peter said. Remember the angels. Remember the linens wrapped, but empty. These two of the rest were doing a healthy thing. They were engaged in a healthy exercise. They were sharing their hearts with one another. Disciples of the Lord pouring out their hearts to each other. The one sure that somehow they got it wrong and the other one assuring them that somehow it is right even though it appears wrong. Caring and sharing between brothers and sisters edifies uh, the body of Christ. Paul tells the Galatians, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. A very important part of body life was going on here between, between these two individuals, and I think we can learn from them. They shared their hearts with a stranger and listened to what he had to say. You know, a number of translations say that uh, they, they kind of paint the picture that 
that these two were so engrossed, and, and the Greek word of their conversation means a, a, a back and forth. It was very much uh, an engaging conversation, a discussion, a, a very much a back and forth uh, time to where they were unaware of what was going on around them, and then all of a sudden, there was Jesus speaking, and they didn't even know he was there, is, is the impression. And it says, some translations say they stopped. They stood still. And they were very sad. When he wondered what they were talking about, and they said, you know, Jesus of Nazareth. And he didn't know. He didn't know what they were talking about. Obviously, at that point, they realized he was a stranger. You know, the crowds, there were crowds everywhere. There was darkness. There was the earthquake. There were the graves opening up and people walking out. I mean, this news was all around town. And anybody that didn't know anything, obviously, was a stranger. They were drawn to this stranger. You know, they could have said, if you don't know anything about it, you can't help us. Maybe you want to just travel a little ahead of us and uh, let us work on our own problems. But they were drawn to this stranger. He saw they were sad. He felt their pain. You know, we, all of us, like when, when others feel our pain. It lessens our pain when others feel our pain with us. It, it builds trust in each other, and it built trust in this stranger that they were meeting. Even our pain is, is ignored or questioned. It, it increases pain and, and destroys trust. You know, even strangers can be trusted when we sense they care and they understand, and probably all of us have experienced that in life. Uh, you go somewhere and you meet someone and through a little bit of conversation, you discover that they experienced something that you experienced. Uh, maybe it's an adoption. Maybe you're adopted and they're adopted. Or you adopted a child and they adopted a child. And, or it could be any one of a, a lot of different things. And, and very quickly, you can sense a trust and and uh, a similar experience, one one that uh, that has helped me relate to a lot of people through the years is uh, I had a number of unsuccessful dating experiences. Uh, I had one very successful one that you all know about. There's unsuccessful ones you don't know about, and uh, some of those were painful. But uh, when I see uh, a young fellow or a young girl go through an experience that, that the process works but the relationship doesn't, uh, I tend to, to go alongside that person and say, hey, I know what that feels like. I've been there. And, you know, God can use these experiences to, to bless you and, and to encourage you. And, and we all like when, when we experience that. And we don't have to know someone real well 
But when we sense that, that sharing of someone else feeling our pain, it, it builds trust and a bond. We should maybe stop just a minute and ponder a little bit some things these folks were not talking about. There's no indication that they were grumbling about not being part of the 11. You know, if, if, if we would have been part of those 12, you know, this wouldn't have happened and things would have been different and somehow they mismanaged this whole situation. We don't, we don't hear that. We don't see that coming through. Uh, they do uh, identify their religious leaders, and they say our religious leaders. They uh, claim them as theirs, and they, they clearly put the blame for the crucifixion on them. I think they would, uh, they would probably call the Romans rascals, but uh, they don't say that but they may have used that same word for their religious leaders. They may have. Uh, but they're, they're not uh, griping and, and complaining and grumbling about their, their fellow brothers. Their, uh, their focus is on Jesus. What happened here? Jesus was our Messiah, and now he died. And then the, the amazing thing to me is next, this stranger, after they explained to him what they were talking about, he says this, you fools and slow of heart. You know, at that point, most of us probably would have said, okay, it's time for you to move along and let us work on our, our problem here. But... Somehow they were not offended by that. They continued to listen. And they listened intently to this stranger and what he had to say. And he took the Old Testament prophets. He took the Old Testament prophets and he took the experiences of the last days and he brought them together and, and everything matched and made sense. And and they were just amazed. They were just amazed. They came to realize that instead of the, the crucifixion, dashing all their hopes for the future, it, they realized it was the answer. It was the answer to every problem. Jesus was the Messiah. He is the Messiah. He was God's plan. Instead of it being the end, it was the beginning, the fulfillment of all their hopes and dreams. When, when is the last time for you or for me that, that Jesus' words came into to our hearts and matched the, the present situation or problem we had and just made it come together and, and made sense? And it made our hearts glow with wonder and delight that's what these two of the rest were experiencing there on the road. They had a serious problem. They were seriously discouraged. And this stranger took the word of Scripture and brought it all together and made sense. And it brought such wonder and delight into their hearts that they were warmed and fulfilled. Are we open 
here tonight to, to a scriptural perspective to our present problem. Are we open to that? These two on the road to Emmaus were. They were open to the scripture speaking into their hearts and lives and, and shedding light on their present problem. Words fail to describe the stirring within the hearts of, of these two of the rest. They had spent three days in despair and confusion, most likely sleepless nights. They were physically exhausted. But all of that was forgotten. He's alive. When, they, when their eyes were opened and they realized, this is Jesus. All the disappointment and all the discouragement and all the physical weariness vanished. And he is now their risen Savior. And nothing, at that point, nothing was going to stop these two from sharing that wonderful news. They were up and they were off. And they were excited and, and probably just gasping for breath as they ran hardly able to hold a conversation, but yet so warmed and filled in their hearts as they went back to, to the rest and told them the wonderful news that, that Jesus is alive. In conclusion, I'd like to, to again highlight some things I think we can learn here from these two of the rest. Some, for some reason, God had a purpose in putting this here in Scripture for us, and I think we must take that seriously. They were willing to bear their hearts to one another. That's an important step if we're going to experience that, that burning, that delight and that wonder within, that that these two experienced, we're going to have to be willing to open our hearts and bear our hearts to one another. They were willing to pour out their questions, their doubts, and their disappointments, even to a stranger that cared. And they listened. They knew how to listen. They knew how to listen, and they listened well. Even after the stranger told them they were slow of heart, they listened. They listened while he took their fallen apart world and put it in scriptural perspective. Are we open to that tonight? For God to come and take our fallen apart world and put it in scriptural perspective. These two knew the joy of meeting the risen Savior. It's something that they will never, they would never forget the rest of their lives and they would never keep quiet about. Nobody could stop them from talking about it. They had met, they had met, they had met the risen Savior. Even in their despair, when they were before Jesus came and joined them, and they were down the road, discouraged and downcast. Even then, their focus was Jesus. 
They were focusing on him, the one they had trusted in. Yes, they were disappointed. They thought he was the Messiah, but that was their focus, even in their discouragement. As they shared and listened to one another, they focused on Jesus. As they listened to the stranger, they were focused on Jesus. They didn't know it. They didn't know it was Jesus, but they were focused on him, and they were talking about him, and they were listening about the scriptures about him. It was all about him. As they hurried back to the rest, their minds and their hearts were overflowing with the living Jesus. Brothers and sisters, here this evening, as as we share our hearts with one another, let's be focused on Jesus. Then the body of the Lord Jesus Christ can be built up. We will be comforted. We will find courage to press on. And we will be found faithful if we focus on Jesus.